And now I'm truly excited to announce our guest speaker tonight. Um, he is from Portland, um, one of our friends, Kingdom friends. Um, we're super excited to have him. So we're going to go ahead and announce him onto the stage. And I'm actually going to invite um, the pastor um, to come up on stage as well. The pastor is so weird. My brother, Alex, um, to pray for him as he goes into his word tonight to share with us. So, Alex, I'm going to give the mic away to you. What's up, everyone? Um, yeah. Well, we've actually met once today. We just met. So, but um, I'm excited to hear what he has to say. And after worship like that, I'm sure the Lord's just going to take over anyway. So um, I'm just going to pray for him. So if y'all just want to stretch out your hands towards him while we pray, Lord, we just thank you. Um, Lord, we thank you for this uh, man of God that's ready to just speak your word, Lord. Um, whatever you're revealing to him, whatever you're showing him, Lord God, we just ask um, that you, you continue revealing it to him throughout this night, Lord God, and that he has boldness and passion to speak your word, Lord. Um, yeah, Lord, in the rest of the night, we just give it into your hands, Lord, what you have prepared for it, Lord. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> What's up, Jay? <laughs> you don't have to go. <laughs> He's like sitting in there in the corner, and I'm like, he knows something I don't. <laughs> something about Jay, I... I like this guy a lot. There's something about him. I'd take him home with me. He's such a good guy. I just see him, I see his son. You're just so good, man. And I just see like God is washing you in his word. I just see that. And there's a lot of tenderness in you and I love that. Something about you. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, I'm really blessed. Um, there's so much honor in this room, and I'm just so humbled by it, by just the humility, by just the heart of every single person in this room. Just everybody's eyes are on Jesus, and I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful that like I have friends that came with me. Um, my friend Phil from Portland. Yeah. <laughs> We're a part of a church plant in Portland, Kingdom Movement. And we're just super passionate about the Lord and seeing, like, revival in the Northwest. We truly think that, like, there's going to be a movement there. And we're already starting to see it happen. We're, so we're just really grateful um, that we could all be here. It's such an honor. And um, I'm not one for fancy words or anything complicated. I like simplicity. I think that Jesus is so simple. I think that his word is so simple. I think that his love is so simple. My, the part that always gets me confused and like captured by his presence is the simplicity of his love and that the things he wants for me and desires for me, it's not a long list, it's a short list, it's one thing, it's me. And so I'm so happy that just me being in the room, just me being near him is enough for him to just pour out love on me, to pour out love on every single one of you. And um, like this season of my life, I'm just gonna like, I do best when it's one-on-one, -on -one. like I'm, I'm all about one-on-one -on -one interaction and so to treat this room just like I'm talking to each of you individually, like we're just at coffee that's how I would like to treat this moment, just like to each of you. And just to stay in a place of like rest and just you can be laid back and just just like kind of just be there and just enjoy this moment. Um, 
he is so good. And I think like in this last season, just to share about what's going on in my life so you know more about me because you don't know me. You've never seen me. And um, this season I've been thrown into um, a new business. I've been thrown into a church plant. I've been thrown into new relationships, um, thrown into just this crazy season of new things. And it's everything God ever promised, but it's, it's also new. And getting captured in that of like all these new things and everything that's happening in my life, all these blessings, all these crazy miracles that happen, I get overwhelmed by it. And, I, and I, I'm like trying to gather all of these pieces together and maintain like this pretty picture of everything is all right. And I'm like, like hopefully everything stays together. Like I hope everything stays together today. God, like, I hope you just give me enough strength to keep everything together. And it's been this season of overbearing weight on my life. And it's one of those intense seasons where I'm like, this is the best season of my life, but it's the most enduring. It's the most intense. It's the most weighty. And there was just this portion of the season where I got, I got caught up in like the struggle and weight of it and like took it on myself and just forgot that I was a son. I wanted to measure up so badly. I wanted to I wanted to stand out and set my life apart and have this spirit of excellence on my life. And like when I was in the car today, I was just like the Lord was telling me like is the spirit of excellence on your life? Is it your spirit? Is it your excellence? Because I can try so hard to line up every chair in the sanctuary because I want it to be perfect and my heart is in this. Or like it could be his excellence. It could be his spirit. And I feel like his spirit of excellence is what carries us to do things we'll never be able to do on our own. It compels us to go further. It compels us to to seek the supernatural, to seek the face of Jesus when we allow his spirit of excellence to take the room. There's just, there's excellence on this stage. Like if I could take it home, I would take it home, but I can't. Unfortunately, it belongs to Cincy, right? And, <laughs> and like, but like you guys are so blessed and I've just been this season and like God telling me like to honor those who came before us, to honor the people who are around us, to honor the friends we have in our lives and to like begin to see the royalty the royalty in the room that like, bro, you're, you're a royal singer. Do you know that? Bro, I heard you. Like, I'm over there and I heard you and you're like, I'm like, that's royalty right there. That guy has a robe on him, a robe of righteousness. And I was like, the glory, the glory is found in him. And like this room, without him, the, it's just a box, you know, like we're just, we're just standing in a box. There's nothing in here. But when he steps in the room, when, when we f- set our eyes on Jesus, like this room just becomes a box full of glory. <laughs> like this room, it's not the walls that make it. It's him. And He's so caught up in renewing our minds to just shift the way we're thinking. Romans says he's renewing our minds. And there's like a, the story of the prodigal son. And I, think I, have, the, I have the scripture. Um, 
And so, but you guys know the story. Um, there's a son, there's two sons, and there's the father, and the son, he, he wants his inheritance early, and so um, he, he, the, he asks the father for it, and the father gives it to him. And so he leaves, and everything goes downhill, and it's just this story of stumbling and making wrong decisions and being fooled. And um, a lot of times I feel like in my life, um, I find myself wanting like these opportunities and I'll get caught up in, in like the, the seeking of opportunity. I'll get caught up in it and the opportunities take advantage of us. We get tricked. We get, we get put into these situations where we feel like we're enslaved to them, where we, where we feel like we're in bondage now because we're just striving after these opportunities. We're striving after our names being somewhere. We're, we're hungry for more money or we're hungry for a stage or we're hungry for a, a big ministry. And we get caught up in this, this path of going after, uh, going after these opportunities, these things in our lives. And I feel like that's what the prodigal son did. He was just caught up. He wanted to live life big and he wanted... He wanted to go to the city, and he wanted his name to be, you know, written on the walls and for people to know his name and so he could grow his riches and so he could have friends and a community. And, and he gets caught up in all this, and abuse comes with it, and failure comes with it. And he's just led into this place of just total defeat, laying in just the, the pit of pigs, you know. He's just there. He's, he's ready to feed on what they eat. And, like, there was this point in my season where I felt like I was just in, like, the pit of pigs. Like, I'm just rolling around in the dirt. Like, everything else is around me. is like God's kept it together, but yet internally I feel like I'm just rolling around in, like, mud. But everything's good. It's just, like, this internal struggle within me. And I feel like at a point where I was like, hey, like, I just want to go back to God. I want to go back to this simplicity. And, like, Luke 15, 18, 22 uh, 15, 18 through 22, um, I will go back to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still long a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, kissed him, and his son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to uh, the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and a sandal for his feet. And I just see like the process of God renewing our mind, like our father, and how we, we come a mess, and we come broken, and we come destroyed like a hired servant or lower than that as like a slave and our willingness to just come to God is just like this mess and as nobody and then he just says let me give you these things in your life let me give you these opportunities to remind you of who you are that you are royalty and so I look in this room and I see royalty I see I see queens, I see kings, I see heirs of Christ, not just sons, not just daughters, but I see heirs, people who have high authority and a high purpose and a high calling, and to never think lower of yourself as just a servant or as just that man or woman who rolled around in the mud for a season of our lives, 
But the seasons, they don't define who we are. The seasons in our life, they're just like stepping blocks. They're just, it's just a path. It's just a trail for our life. And what defines us is the robe on our back of righteousness. You know, that ring of authority, the sandals on our feet that display a picture that we're not just a servant, that we're actually his heirs. This is our inheritance. Our inheritance is our father's kingdom. And so like, I'm sure Cincinnati is like the desire of your hearts and like to see yourselves not as just like this, like as a small community, but to see yourselves as a big community because God only needs a, a few, a few of you who are passionate about his blood, passionate about what he says about you. And so just like, couple verses on how I would like to see you guys just posture like in a practical way of just knowing that you're his and like putting yourselves in a place of comfortability of like putting yourselves in this place of restoration of sonship and daughtership in your lives because I feel like sometimes my life and the things I get busy with try to strip it away and steal what's so good in my life. Like, there's this thing, it just happens. It's like, I'm going through life, and I know I'm a, I know I'm a son. I, I, we know we're a daughter. And, like, life just takes it away, and, like, I forget somehow. And I'm like, where'd it go? Like, where did my sonship go? And, like, just this, this having this willingness to be like, I don't feel like I'm a son today. But let me be like John, and just let me recline on the chest of Jesus today. Let me know his heartbeat. Let me know like how his heart beats for the kingdom today. Because it beats for you. It beats for me. Um, yeah, he's just so good in what he does. He's so good at what he does, guys. Better than I could ever do. And just like a testimony of that, I'm just at work and I have a, we have a couple of people who work for us who I'm blessed to have and like, I think this was like two weeks ago, and I was like, man, like, I'm so blessed to have these people, and it would be such a burden to lose them, because I'm so honored to have them working in this business, and to have them here, and feeling this, like, father-like compassion to love them, and to care for them, because I know that if they left me, if they left this business, like, I can't promise that someone could father them. I can't promise that someone could protect them like I could. And there's just this feeling in my heart that's like, I want to protect the people that are in this, in this business. I want to cover them. I want to guard their hearts and protect them from evil things in this world. And I feel like that's how the Father is with us. It's not that he's scared of us going on our own, but he just doesn't know how the world will treat us. Or he, he knows better than we know how this world will treat us. And so I get, we get caught up in all these fancy things and, and all, on all this stuff. It's literally just stuff. And he's just like, you can go, but if you stay with me, I can promise I'll treat you better. I can promise that I'll be there for you. I can promise that your promises won't go unanswered. Like the things that you cry out for, they won't go unanswered. And just this week, he's been reminding me that like what, what is given to him, it always comes back. Maybe not how we want it, but it always comes back. And so never feeling this feeling of bitterness towards people or like this separation 
from community where we feel like we're literally alone. We might have 10 people around us, but for whatever reason, we feel like we're trapped in a box away from everybody and like no one can understand what we're going through. But he just, he just goes through all of that. Like all of those walls and barriers, he just goes through it. And he just says like, this is not for you. This is not a problem for me. And so he's just taking us back back to sonship. We may, we're already sons and daughters, but he's taking us back to, into the act of sonship and being daughters. He's taking us back to the washing, you know, of our feet, of our minds. He's just taking us back. And it's this trip that he wants to take us on. And I don't know, you, where, where is, where's Jay? Jay. <laughs> And I just feel like uh, right now, I feel like there is just a moment. I don't want to be long, but I feel like there's this moment. If we could just like, just begin to posture ourselves in the way of John and just recline on on the bosom of Jesus today. And just begin to hear his heartbeat that beats for us. And there's a sound that beats in his chest and it's his love and his compassion for us. This heartbeat symbolizes his steadfast love that never fails. He won't let the world take it away. I would just say, don't let your fears take this away from you. Let him just wrap you tonight in robes of royalty like the daughter and the son you are. And God's just saying, he says that you're lovely He says that you're righteous. Full of blood from a royal family, from a royal king. That there was a transfusion of blood that happened 2,000 years ago that replaced this human broken bloodline with his royal blood. that he's taking dominion over your body, that it's his kingdom. His kingdom's always moving because it's not set on a building. It's not set in a castle. It's not set in a nation. His kingdom is a people. says that you're bold, that you're brave, that you have like this courageous spirit inside of you, 
just adore him. I just want to invite people to have just this freedom in their room to just begin to express yourself. Because I don't care what you say. Only he does. <laughs> so like, don't hold back. Just, just let it come out of you. Just let it flow out of you. Whatever you need to do, if you need to get on the floor, if you need to go to someone, if you just need to lay back, if you just need to sing, you can do that. Just we open that up. He says, I know what you need. He says, I know your desires. says that you'll be known as a sold out son and daughter not because of your actions but because I purchased you at the highest price with my blood no one could buy his blood it was never for sale dignity he doesn't clothe you in shame he's not waiting to, to scold you or to accuse you or to ridicule you he's just ready to clothe you in dignity and honor he honors you not as you are but as you should be worship team come up thank you Colossians 1, 2, 1, uh, 121 through 22. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself, though the death of Christ in his physical body, through the death of Christ in his physical body, 
as a result, he has brought you in to his own presence. And you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. There's not one fault, not one error, not one crack. There's not a word you said, not a thing you said, not a thing you stole, not a thing you lied about. You have been reconciled into his presence, grafted into the family of God. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus.